Welcome to Corkboard Radio. In today's episode, I will be reading my short story, The Fireplace's Surprise, a Mackenzie Clan Adventure. I hope you enjoy listening to this story as we find out what is hidden inside the fireplace. Happy listening, everyone. Here we go. The Fireplace's Surprise, a Mackenzie Clan Adventure by Tiffany Pullman. Hey, Mom. 13-year-old Kylie called into the kitchen as she slipped her shoes on just inside the front door. I'm going over to Callum's for a bit. Can I come too? Six-year-old Maxie popped up in front of of Kylie. I don't know. Kylie hesitated. Kylie thought about the friendly invitation from her friend Callum. No part of it had included bring your little sister with you. I, uh, I guess you can come. Yes! Maxie jumped gleefully. Kylie watched as Maxie skipped up the stairs. Where are you going? I have to get my compass, Maxie called back to Kylie. Your compass? Kylie shook her head, confused by her little sister's antics. They already know how to get there. I know, Maxie said a moment later. Maxie held up her antique golden compass. But I promised Callum that I would bring this the next time I saw him. He really wants to see it. Okay, Kylie shrugged her shoulders. I'm taking Maxie with me, she told Mrs. Mackenzie. Once outside, Kylie noticed several dark gray clouds gathering overhead. We'd better hurry, Maxie. It looks like rain. Where are you two going? Their eight-year-old brother, Carter, appeared from behind the house. We're going to Callum's, Maxie answered triumphantly. Oh, Carter exclaimed. Can I come? Kylie grimaced. Visiting Callum wasn't supposed to be a family outing. What was Callum going to think? I suppose you can, Kylie relinquished. Great, cheered Carter. Let me just go grab my baseball bat and glove. Silly, Maxie piped up. Don't you need a baseball too, Carter? Carter laughed at Maxie. Callum has plenty of those, silly. Impatiently, Kylie tapped her foot while she and Maxie waited for Carter. Carter exited the house seconds later carrying not only his baseball bat and glove, but also a flashlight. Why are you bringing a flashlight with you? Kylie scowled. Because I want to, Carter retorted. Well, let's get going, Kylie said, wishing she'd said no to her siblings ten minutes ago and was already on her way to Callum's. The wind gathered momentum as the three Mackenzies trekked down the old dirt road leading up to Callum's grandmother's Victorian-era home. It creaked and groaned through the trees, making all three of them nervous. Ow! Maxie screamed as the wind slapped her bare legs with a stick. Kylie grabbed Maxie's hand. I think we'd better make a run for it. As Kylie, Maxie, and Carter ran up the winding driveway, big splotches of rain fiercely hit them in the face. Maxie started crying as her hair twisted and turned around her head, and Carter moaned when a handful of gravel hit his arm. The beautiful old Victorian home welcomed them with doors wide open as the Mackenzies ran up her magnificent stone steps and stepped within the shelter of her protective wings. You made it, Callum said, his face anxious. Just barely, Carter replied, wiping the dirt and debris off his arm. My leg hurts, Maxie complained. Mrs. O'Brien, Callum's grandmother, overheard Maxie's complaints coming to Maxie's aid immediately. Would you like a bandage for your scrape? Maxie slipped her running shoes off her feet and nodded her head pitifully. 
Mrs. O'Brien held her hand out to Maxie, leading her into the kitchen. She turned back toward the other, still standing in the entryway to the large house, saying, I have some ice-cold water and peanut butter squares waiting in here just for you. I'm there, Carter bolted toward the kitchen, leaving Kylie and Callum alone for a minute. I didn't mean to bring them with me, Kylie admitted. Oh, it's not a bother, Callum replied. You know, I like your kid brother and sister. Yeah, I know, but you invited me, not my family, Kylie replied penitently. Hey, Callum touched her arm gently. It's... Callum's statement was cut short by a loud burst through the front door, only a few feet from where Ka Callum and Kylie stood. There, dripping right in front of them, stood Kylie's 14-year-old brother, Jace. Jace? Kylie questioned. I, uh, got caught in the rain, Jace responded a tad sheepishly. Callum appraised him. I'd say. Jace laughed at his appearance. Do you mind if I stick around here for a while, until it calms down a bit out there? Callum grinned. Why not? Everyone else is here. Jace looked at Callum strangely. What do you mean? Maxie, all patched up, appeared. Come on, guys, there's peanut butter squares. Jace gave Kylie a wondering look. Kylie rolled her eyes at her brother, making Jace laugh. Those kids. I know, Kylie muttered. They seem to be able to squeeze themselves into anything that resembles an adventure. Callum grinned at Kylie. You think coming to my house is an adventure? Kylie caught herself. I think going anywhere is an adventure to my brother and sister. Is that why Carter brought his baseball batting glove? Callum glanced down at the two items that Carter had abandoned when he'd heard about the peanut butter squares. Kylie smirked. I have no idea why Carter brought those things, or the flashlight either. Uh, I don't mean to intrude on your little conversation, but Callum, do you think you have something I could change into just until my clothes dry off? Jay shivered. That could take a while. Callum surveyed the growing puddle of water soaking into the entryway greeting mat Jace was standing on. Uh, I, uh, Jace glanced down at the mat himself. Callum chuckled. I'll see what I can find. He turned to face Kylie. I'll be right back. Kylie grinned to herself. Callum sure was a gentleman. Jace chortled. You should see the look on your face. What look? Kylie demanded, her romantic mood shifting. Jace just shook his head, laughing at his sister. Watch it, Kylie threatened. I seem to remember someone else who just happens to like a certain girl. Jace sobered up. You don't have to bring Saran into this. I didn't, Kylie said satisfactorily. You did. Jace crimsoned at Kylie's words. Here, Callum joined them a moment later, throwing up Jace a pair of sweatpants and an old t-shirt. That should do you for a couple hours, Kylie moaned inwardly. A couple hours? Somehow, Kylie'd hoped to get a little time with just Callum. She'd thought maybe Jace would walk the children home after everyone had eaten some squares and had a refreshing glass of water. Now there wasn't much chance of that happening. Jace quickly changed out of his wet clothes and joined everyone in the kitchen. He wolfed down three peanut butter squares before Kylie sent him a warning look to not be rude toward Mrs. O'Brien's hospitality. Kylie offered to help Mrs. O'Brien tidy up the kitchen once everyone was finished the delicious snack while the rest of the group trooped into the living room down the hall to play a favorite board game. Kylie headed toward the living room a few minutes later. 
As she passed through the hallway, a flash of lightning lit up the front door's beautiful window. By the time Kylie made it to the living room, an enormous clap of thunder erupted. Maxie squealed, jumping into Jace's open lap. Maxie, Jace complained. I don't like thunder, Maxie said in a small voice. It's just noise, Carter told her. Very loud noise, Maxie added, shifting down to the floor away from Jace's lap. Don't worry, Maxie, Kylie assured her. It's not going to hurt you. Well, Maxie sniffled. It hurts my ears. Kylie wrapped her arms around her trembling sister as another flash of light lit up the room. Maxie cringed, waiting for the following rumble of thunder. This time, when the thunder let loose, it sounded like it was directly above the house, rattling the windows and shaking the floor. Maxie held on tightly to Kylie as she buried her face in Kylie's shirt. The storm seemed to be growing stronger as the wind's howling grew louder and louder, and the flashes of lightning and claps of thunder grew closer and closer together. I don't like this, Maxie cried softly. Don't worry, Maxie, Kylie comforted her sister. It won't last for long. Maxie whimpered as another flash of lightning brilliantly lit up the room like none of the other bolts of lightning had done. The thunder crashed overhead, jostling the structure of the house slightly and causing a stone from the age-old fireplace mantle to fall to the floor with a thud. Maxie screamed, leaping into Kylie's arms. Carter and Jace jumped back from where they'd been sitting only inches away from the tumbling stone. Callum yelped in surprise. Maxie's wide eyes searched Kylie's as she wondered if the entire house was going to fall down on top of them. Hey, Carter stood up over his shock momentarily. What's that? He pointed to a small piece of paper sticking out from, where, from the spot where the stone had been a part of the mantle only seconds before. It looks like a letter. Kylie set Maxie down gently and went over to the mantle, pulling the piece of paper out of its stone surroundings. A letter? Maxie's interest perked up. Kylie curiously tried to read the letter's content, but she couldn't. They were written in Gaelic, the old country's traditional language. Callum, does your grandma know how to read Gaelic? Yeah, I'm sure she does, Callum answered. Why do you ask? Because this letter is written in Gaelic, and I can't make out any of these words, explained Kylie. Callum laughed. Why don't we go ask grandma then? Good idea, Kylie agreed. As the Mackenzie clan followed Callum to the library, where Mrs. O'Brien was currently settled into a comfortable chair reading a book, the storm outside seemed to hush itself back up into the clouds. Grandma, Callum poked his head into the library, can we bother you for a minute? Oh, of course, Mrs. O'Brien smiled at them, resting her book on her lap. We found something in the fireplace. Callum handed the mysterious piece of paper over to Mrs. O'Brien. Her face lit up. Oh, you did, did ya? The trace of her Irish tongue playing with her words. Can you tell us what is written on it? Callum asked. Mrs. O'Brien's eyes danced. I can do better. I can tell you a love story that will melt your heart. A love story? Carter wrinkled up his nose. No, thank you. I'd rather read a book about scorpions than listen to a love story. Kylie shushed him. It's all right, Mrs. O'Brien stated. I believe we have the kind of story you're looking for right over there. She pointed Carter toward a low shelf full of brightly covered books. Thanks, Carter mumbled, disappointed that the mystery he'd uncovered had to be related 
to a love story. Tell us the story, Mrs. O'Brien. Carly's excitement got ahead of her, causing her to speak to the older woman in a way she would have never permitted from either Carter or Maxie. Mrs. O'Brien motioned for the Mackenzies and Callum to join her. A long time ago, when I was just a girl, I heard a story about my great-grandmother. She had come over here from Ireland when she was a young lady with her father and mother. When they arrived, her parents commissioned a mason to construct this house and to erect that lovely fireplace where you found this note. During that time, my great-grandmother fell in love with the mason's young apprentice. The boy didn't have much to his name, but he had a passion in his eyes and a great sense of humor. The young man went to my great-great-grandfather asking for his permission to pursue the young lady. The young man intended to marry her. But my great-great-grandfather felt that a mason's apprentice was ill-suited for his daughter, so he refused the marriage. Both my great-grandmother and the young apprentice were heartbroken. They contemplated running away together, but the young apprentice was too honorable to disgrace my great-grandmother's family. Instead, my great-grandmother and the young apprentice decided to write a letter of promise to each other that neither one of them would ever marry anyone else. They chose to wait for each other until my great-great-grandfather would give them his consent for them to be married. My great-great-grandmother kept my great-grandmother kept the young apprentice's the promise letter to her in the pocket of her dress. The young apprentice hid my great-grandmother's letter to him inside the stone mantle of my great-grandmother's house. Did your great-great-grandfather ever say they could marry each other? Kylie was almost afraid to ask. Yes, five years later. The young apprentice was my great-grandfather, Mrs. O'Brien answered. The two of them lived in this house all their lives and never forgot about the promises they made to each other. Well, that was about as boring as I thought it was going to be, Carter chirped from his place across the room. Carter, Kylie admonished. What? Carter asked. I didn't come here to find a letter in, the, in an old fireplace that turned out to be all icky with love stuff. Maybe you should have stayed home, Kylie retorted. Ha ha, no way. I would have missed seeing the stone fall out of the fireplace, Carter replied. That was pretty cool, Callum commented. Jace grinned, and it just happened to be the stone that had a letter hidden behind it. What are the chances? Saran's going to love this. Well, I'm glad I came too, quipped Maxie, even if that thunderstorm was the loudest thunderstorm I've ever heard. She shuddered at the memory. You know what? Carter said excitedly as he stood near a window. It's not raining anymore. You want to go home? Kylie asked hopefully. Carter gave his sister a strange look. No, I want to play baseball. Kylie groaned. And all that mud... Why not? Carter suggested. Maxie and I like the mud, don't we, Max? When I'm not wearing my good shoes, Maxie said. See, Carter leaned forward earnestly. It could be a lot of fun. Jace and Callum exchanged grins. It could be, said Jace. Kylie sighed. I guess, if you say so. Great, cheered Carter. Mrs. O'Brien, Maxie skipped over to her. Will you keep my compass safe for me? Surely. Mrs. O'Brien smiled at the young girl, receiving the antique compass. Thank you, Mrs. O'Brien. Maxie skipped toward the open doorway leading to the hall. Let's get this game started. As Kylie followed her siblings and Callum outside, she thought about the promise letter they'd all found in the fireplace, and she smiled to herself. 
maybe she would get a love story like that, the young lady and the apprentice, and maybe it would be with someone who just happens to like playing baseball in the mud. This is Tiffany Pullman, and you've been listening to Corkboard Radio. I'm so happy you tuned in today. The Corkboard Radio podcast features my personal short stories and topic discussions. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Tiff's Corkboard, where I will be sharing updates on podcast episodes and posting about anything that inspires me. I will be uploading a new Corkboard Radio episode every third and fourth Friday of the month, so be sure to stay tuned and hit the subscribe button. Until we meet again, here's to shining his light in whatever we do. Welcome to Corkboard Radio. In today's episode, I will be sharing with you some of the highlights, the things that I have learned over the past year of doing season one of Corkboard Radio. And I will be sharing with you a big announcement. I hope you enjoy listening to it and have a very Merry Christmas. Happy listening, everyone. Welcome to Corkboard Radio. In today's episode, I will be sharing with you some of the highlights, the things that I have learned over the past year of doing season one of Corkboard Radio. And I will be sharing with you a big announcement. I hope you enjoy listening to it and have a very Merry Christmas. Happy listening, everyone. Welcome to Corkboard Radio. In today's episode, I will be sharing with you some of the highlights, the things that I have learned over the past year of doing season one of Corkboard Radio. And I will be sharing with you a big announcement. I hope you enjoy listening to it and have a very Merry Christmas. Happy listening, everyone.